the quest for the acquisition of more to fill up a hole that you can't fill up with more it just keeps going and if you don't change you see old men and guys in their 80s that are still trying to get more you're listening to the almost 30 podcast hosted by krista williams and lindsey simsek Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Test, test. Hey guys, testy, testy. (laughs) What's up? How's everyone feeling? How are you today? Me? I'm great. I'm good. Um, I was saying earlier, my butthole is tight thinking about taxes and everything. It's meant to be confusing and it is. Adult things. I just don't understand like, yeah, there's, I don't understand why if there's no taxes on dividends, why are we paying? (laughs) Hey guys, (laughs) come into our problems. I don't know what the word dividend means. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it doesn't make sense to me. I think just in general, like it's, it's funny. I don't know if it's just like a generational thing, but like there's like a gap mm. and maybe it's just like how I grew up and none of this was talked about or I was never educated yeah. on all of this, but I just feel like there's this big gap of things that I don't know a lot about mm. and that scare me and I don't even want to look at, but yeah, we're having to walk into the fire. I know. <laughs> and I feel like it's like, I don't, I like the person we work with, but I don't feel comfortable being really yeah. straight with them, but I'm going to, I'm going to be yeah. really clear because there's a lot that like is explained that I don't think I'm understanding that well, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I agree. I, I think it's better to just say, I don't know and I don't understand. And I've never done this before rather yeah. than <laughs> fake it. Yeah. And it's so different as like an entrepreneur and like, yeah, I made more money last year than I've ever made. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's going to be way more to owe. So that's just what I've like thought. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm gonna have to owe every fucking dollar. Mm-hmm. It's like you make it all and then you're like, oh, just kidding. And then we have to pay for Q1 right now too. Yeah. So Saw it's that. like, see how that happens. Yeah, honestly. I was like, wait, what? And tell me how much. Just tell me. I don't know. Oh yeah. The, it's like, yeah. what do you want me to do? Just write you a check for like mm-hmm. a, a guess? Mm-hmm. Tell me, Basically. tell me what. Yeah. Yeah, we have to ask him that too. That's another question. All right, guys, enough about our problems. Yeah, enough about our personal <laughs> issues related to tax. I wanted to talk about something um, that was so heartwarming and so, 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 so sweet. Uh, so a few weeks ago, we had an interview with um, on the No Filter podcast mm-hmm. with Zach Peter. He is super sweet. He um, We met him a long time ago at a Love Beauty Wellness Festival. He was the host and correspondent of the festival. He's a doll. I really love what he's doing over there. So you can go to 
um, hashtag no filter to listen to the interview with Lindsay and I. Uh, but one of the the beautiful things was when he was talking about uh, to us during our interview, he's doing a charity in Chicago and he needed help and support at this charity in Chicago. And we said to reach out to the almost 30 Chicago chapter. Mm. They're so willing to help. They're so kind. And he did, which I was really thankful that he took us up on that. And he sent me the sweetest note about our sweet, sweet community. He said, hi, love. I just had to let you know, I'm standing here watery eyed and so grateful for the almost 30 nation you've created. Mm -hmm. It's been a challenging couple of months with the growing pains of an expanding business. And this morning, my full-time right-hand man resigned four weeks ahead of our next big event. I was truly unsure of how I was going to balance it as this team of three now suddenly became two. I posted in your Facebook group and my email has been flooded with so many amazing women eager to help and support in any way they can. I truly feel supported, uplifted, and immensely grateful. Thank you so much for creating this army of badass women. Mm, I have goosebumps everywhere. That is yeah. so sweet. So <laughs> proud to be uh, associated with y'all. Literally, you guys are... You guys are so just like, I'm so happy to be associated with you. Open, ready, willing. Always looking for ways supportive. to help and support one another. Yeah. There is never a, a feeling of um, wanting something in return. Like the return, yeah, the, the return is just like the feeling of connection for them. You know what I mean? Like, which is so much more and felt so much deeper than anything else. So, um, wow, that's a, that's beautiful. And thank you for, for writing that to us and telling us that you didn't have to do that. And yeah. That thanks really Zach. Sweet. And thanks almost 30 Chicago. Can't wait to see you in September. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being so supportive and sweet. That is so nice. You know, um, in that same vein, um, I, yeah, I just, I think we feel personally supported too. Anytime we kind of share um, vulnerably, whether on the podcast um, or maybe on our personal stories on Instagram, anything like that. And um, I think on the podcast the other week, I I spoke about like dating and kind of how it's going. And I, I shared like my list for like the person, you know, my, my soulmate or whatever you want to call it. And, um, I expressed something about like, ah, oh, like, oh, in the Jerry interview, I was like, oh, no one's really made me laugh, you know, things like that. And, um, a listener reached out and she was so sweet and she like kind of described her relationship and her story and just encouraged me to, be patient with people and to like allow them to um, reveal be, themselves, reveal themselves, become more of themselves as they get to know me. And she just was so loving and, and, you know, it wasn't like shaming yeah. me because I do know that's something I need to work on for sure. And it was just like perfect message at the perfect time. And she was so supportive and shared a little bit about her experience and why, like, she's like, in the beginning, like my husband didn't make me laugh. In fact, like, I didn't really think he was the one. He's like, now we laugh all the time. And like, I love him so much. And it was just really beautiful. So like, not only do our guests serve as like expanders yeah. for me, but even more so you all do. And when you share with us like that, I just, I feel very lucky because I am you, you are me. We are kind of going through this together. So um, just shout out to 
that lovely lady who, who reached out. I don't have her name. I have to like go through my messages. Um, but I responded and I was like, girl, mm. you have no idea. I needed to hear that. That's hard though. It's very hard. Well, it's, I think it's a, you know what you want and a delicate balance, you know, yeah. like there, I was talking to another friend today about, um, she's like, I heard that my, my friend, Sunny, who I love so much. And I lived with in New York for a very long time. She's like, you know, like I heard that you have to have three non-negotiables, but if he, if he doesn't check off uh, one of those non-negotiables or deal breakers, sorry, deal breakers that you should go on another date with him. Like you can have three deal breakers. And if he doesn't, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. giving them that chance, even if it's not like sparky, sparky, magnetic, mm-hmm. whatever. She's so funny. She was on the dating apps for years and years, finally swiped to her husband. Mm. Um, but it's just, you know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of advice. There's a lot of like information coming in. So I kind of sift through like, okay, what really resonates with me? But that message did really resonate and giving people the time, the space, you know, cause not everyone's, I, I am like really myself from the get go. And I kind of expect that too. And then Mm. when they're a little bit shyer, I get like weirded out. Yeah. But I just need, what did Shaman Dirk say? Was he speaking about relationships? Yeah, it was all about relationships. Oh, I thought it was about uh, the power thing with like being confident. It was like, if you're you're cutting guys off because you're... The worthiness? Yeah, it was Maybe. like... I have to re-listen to that. Yeah, because that was soon. directly related to that. Yeah. Like talking about the timing of like not letting guys reveal themselves or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I have said, to re-listen to that. But yeah, I mean definitely working on kind of, it starts with me. The worthiness thing starts with me. And, and I can see that kind of translate into friendships, into romantic relationships. But yeah, it's a lot of like inner work to be done, but like we'll do forever. It's one of those things too. Like I can't necessarily wait until I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. He also (laughs) said too, he's like, but it doesn't literally... Mm-hmm. You said that and he's like, it's not forever. Mm-hmm. If you say it's now, it's now. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like, what? Yeah, guys, wait, wait for that episode. Yeah, yo, that's Holy hell. <laughs> it's honestly crazy. I need to re-listen to that one too. It's such a good one. Yeah, that one is going to be hot fire flames. Hot fire. Um, today's episode, I'm really... Um, I'm really excited about. I know. Because I fell in love with him. Our main man. Our main man, Jerry, founder of Rhythmia, which we um, went to and experienced, um, I mean, in the middle of March. And it it was incredible. And so much of what we experienced and felt was through um, other people's healings, was through his experience, um, his team, team of shamans and and practitioners, doctors, um, really made us feel taken care of and loved and seen and supported. So one, thank you so much for having us and inviting us into your um, sacred place that you've created. Um, But I'll be honest. And I'll tell, I told this to Jerry's face, like didn't know what I was going to think of Jerry. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I did zero research though too. Oh, okay. (laughs) He's number one. He's number one. Like I was so pleasantly surprised. So vulnerable authentic, a little self-deprecating, which mm-hmm. I always enjoy, funny, kind, warm, and a little, I love that he's been through some shit. 
Like I really like to be around people that have been through some shit because then they're not full of shit when they're telling people things. There's just such a, a nut, like a cred, like a street cred that someone gets when they've actually been through it. And then they speak because they know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's so beautiful when someone's been, comes from such a dark and challenging place and they've made it out on the other side. And there is something to the way he speaks about his experience with ayahuasca that like, he doesn't give a fuck if you believe him or not. It's like, it's, he's just telling his truth and the way in which he tells it is not only relatable and funny and all the things, but like, you know, you don't smell bullshit. Like you said, it's just, he doesn't care if you believe him. He's just sharing. And um, yeah, there's, I mean, the, we heard the wildest shit. In Ever. the world. <laughs> like if you were like outside of Rhythmia and you heard some of the stories that people said, you'd be like, oh. Yeah, some people had. And I believe every, there wasn't, everything. there wasn't a second I didn't believe anyone. Yeah, it was so it was really beautiful to kind of get to know people as we were there. It's a very yeah. intense week. It's very intense. It's challenging. There's highs, there's lows. While you're in a beautiful place and you're super supportive, you're doing a lot of work. Yes. I didn't feel like this was a vacay. You know what I mean? Like we no. went to do work. And you're busy. And you're very busy. Yeah, yeah you're on Because they just are really supportive with like integrative practices. You know, there's workshops, there's, um, you know, when you're opening yourself up in that way with plant medicine, you have to be thoughtful about what you're putting in it. So they do well with the food, they do well with the conversations, with the environment. So you're really busy with integration and learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Jerry's story is probably one of the craziest stories Yo, I've ever it's heard. it's so wild. So he shares that. And we are actually recording when uh, we were at Rhythmia and we are in Jerry's one bedroom apartment. Jerry, mind you, used to have six mansions, 26 cars, addicted to Demerol drugs, alcoholic, sex addict, asshole, you know, like yeah. the He like wildest. financed like, I don't, I don't know this number. I think it was like 143 of the plastic surgery centers. <laughs> In Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he is an entrepreneur. And in 2015, he founded Rhythmia Life Advancement Center, which is the place we went in Costa Rica um, after the experience with plant medicine that he went on for the very first time, helped him overcome depression, um, suicidal thoughts, his drug addiction, and all of those things. And Rhythmia is a medically licensed retreat center, which focuses on the spiritual awakening and facilitation of that through plant medicine journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll explain it all. And we're really um, honored to sit down with him for him to give us his time and just honored to witness the miracles that happened at Rhythmia. Um, so we hope you enjoy. We have more episodes coming your way from practitioners at Rhythmia um, and also solo episodes from Chris, me and Krista, mm-hmm. um, you know, just describing and explaining our experience and how we're feeling. And um, we're excited to share those with you. Pumped. You Pumped. can go to our website and our show notes to get a link straight to Rhythmia to learn more. Yeah. And we can't wait to see you on tour. We are in the thick of traveling, um, which has been so fun. We just kicked off the tour. Um, We are in London. And then at the end of May, we will be in Denver. So please buy your tickets. That is almost sold out. (laughs) That one blew up. Whoa. Um, I'd say we're like 55 or 60% sold out on tour already. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. I love how people plan out. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's, That's our girl. I love that. She girl. plans. She's got she puts it in the Cali. I know, literally. 
<laughs> she picks out her outfit right now. I know, honestly. Um, and then we're going to be in San Francisco for a live show with Lacey Phillips at the Independent on July yes, 27th. Yes, you heard right. Lacey. Lacey motherfucking Phillips. <laughs> in the flesh. Guys, this is a rare sighting. Hey guys, in uh, sync, Lacey Phillips. Honestly. Both, both intense concerts that you should attend. LP doesn't <laughs> go do this a lot. Yeah, she doesn't. So very special. I would take advantage. Um, so that's happening again, July 27th. Tickets are on sale now, almost30podcast.com. Um, and yeah, just go to our website for all other tour dates. We cannot wait to meet you. Cannot wait and cannot wait for you guys to meet each other. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. All right. More on the other side of this episode, but enjoy. Let us know what you think. Join the secret Facebook group. Love you. Love you. Um, Communication? Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, mm-hmm. sociology. Uh-huh. Yeah. And where'd you go to school? Ohio. Ohio State? No, um, Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio? By Cincinnati. Oh, how cool. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not kidding. It's really, yeah. it's really white and conservative. It's really white? Are you white yeah. and conservative? Yes. Yeah, no, very... I'm not conservative, but I am white. Uh-huh. But it was just very Are you like... sure you're white? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we rolling. <laughs> oh great. We yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really yeah. We used to talk about race in the <laughs> Just get the hard stuff out first. You oh. guys are so cute. How long has this been going on? This has been two and a half years mm-hmm. for the podcast. Uh-huh. We've been friends for about three, three and a mm-hmm. half. Uh-huh. Um met kind of serendipitously mm-hmm. and then started the podcast soon after. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And you get along awesome. so nicely. Yeah. 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 I mean, it wouldn't work if we did. I know. <laughs> to be honest. No, but I have to tell you what, I've had people yeah. here that were a team yeah. podcasting and didn't get along and it worked. So, like, really? I, yeah, well, it made it, and so everything works. Right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Whatever works. Yeah. Works. yeah. 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 So interesting. So, I know. what That's were such their names? Strange, <laughs> which I can't say. Because yeah, during the thing, they pretend they got along. It was really? Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it like they like turned it off. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that's it. Yeah, people can act like we that. We can't fake that. I know. Uh-uh. I can't. I thought maybe Too much you of a bitch. were in college together, is what. Yeah. I, well, it's actually good that we weren't because then I've changed so much. I mean, we went to college in Ohio uh-huh. and then I lived in Chicago and New York. So it's like, I've, if I was that same person, like it wouldn't work. What you your know father? What I mean? father a doctor? No, he owns car dealerships. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. In Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's really sexy. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's actually a great business. Yeah. Uh, and what does your folks do? So my dad is um, in finance, wealth management. Uh-huh, you're super smart. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you go to school? I went to Boston College. Uh-huh. You didn't have an MBA. You no, know. I was theater, English. I'm Beautiful. like the creative. Okay. Uh, All right, yeah. this is our interview. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, literally. I know, I'm just kidding. Um, we have had the best time so far, and I, you are just such an amazing speaker. And oh, I would, and I, I t- read your book when we first got it, oh, Shit the Moon Set, yeah. and I loved it. It Thank is you. amazing and beautiful, Thanks. and I would love to go into your story. I know that you've told it, but hey, our bro, girls okay. just like haven't heard, and it is like a crazy, awesome <laughs> story. So I'd love to to Absolutely. hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, so do you want to ask me or do you want me yeah, to just Yeah, let's start talk? from start from where. Mm. I mean, you, I want to lay the foundation for sure. kind of like where you come from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, your life So, before, yeah, so I was born in I was Scranton, born in Scranton, Pennsylvania, yeah. which is a shitty place, right? And uh, 
I was born in an Irish Catholic, Irish Catholic Italian family mm. that was quasi-violent, you know, we hit women and children and that was just normal shit. And uh, I had a, a screwed up school career, got kicked out of schools, I was a fighter. Uh, I was just a bad kid, I was a behavioral problem. And uh, I got kicked out of schools, then they wound up in jail. I got out of jail and I said I was going to do something with my life and and I became financially successful. Not wildly, but but good. Financially mm-hmm. good for where I was from. So I became a millionaire in my 20s. I took a company public in my 30s and I sold a company for about $90 million um, in, in when I was 42. And then I, I quit working and then uh, but during that time, I, my struggles were huge. I was a, a womanizer, uh, a sex addict. A, uh, I hit my wife. I was an a injectable drug addict. I was a drug addict. I was in pain, just miserable, always in fistfights, mean. At work or where were the fist Every fights happening? Bars. <laughs> I was in a bar. I spent most of my life in a bar. Really? So like that was just I was always mm. in bars. And and uh, and I I had an insatiable sexual appetite. So it was I'm cheating. Cheating, but yeah. in the wide open. I just didn't give a fuck. You know, was that? Did I she was, catch uh, you or like? How always was knew. You know, always knew of it. And, and in the end, she couldn't take it. And she was a super nice uh, lady, a really great lady. Um, I had two, two children with her, and she's an amazing lady. And, uh, yeah, and and I had tried to kill myself a couple times because I didn't understand how I could have so much and still be so unhappy. I didn't mm. understand it, you know? And I, I guess, you know, I was a wreck. Like, the thing is, people, sometimes people prop up how bad they were uh-huh. to make this thing look good. I'm, I'm, I'm making it look better than it was. It was really bad. It was really, really bad. And, uh, and my pain was super, super, super overwhelming. Uh, you know, I couldn't do the things that I did if I wasn't in just a, an enormous amount of pain and completely disconnected from my own feelings and the feelings of others, right? You couldn't, you couldn't mm-hmm. live like that, yeah? So, so it got really super, super bad. And uh, I went to Passages Malibu. I met Jeff McNary, and, and he's, he's a, a human beyond words. He's a great, great human. And uh, he actually saved my life, the guy did, you know? And uh, got me to understand certain things. He got me to quit doing injectable Demerol, mm-hmm. and I was very addicted to it. What is Demerol actually? I don't know. Is it painkiller? It's uh, uh, it's in the opioid family, but it's it's for plastic surgery. It's okay. that thing that gets you. It's fucking great. Honestly, <laughs> if you ever decide. No, it's good. And uh, highly recommend. And, yeah. And I was super super addicted. I had a hundred and. 35 plastic surgery centers at the time. So I... Uh, you own them? Uh-huh. Wow. I owned or long-term man. So in the, in the finance world, like if you control oh, yeah, the yeah, revenue yeah. for 10 um, years, it's your yeah. revenue. So, so we had long-term management contracts with, uh, with all of them. Right. 
and I sold them all in one you know at one time that was but you're like let me still get them bro <laughs> but but I had access to everything you know mm -hmm. so so wow. and I was a, a real wreck you know and so anyway Jeff got me kind of going on the right path he saved my life mm. and then uh, yeah and he became I think the first friend I've ever had in my life the first true friend you know not a drinking friend just a real friend you know and uh, yeah and so then I uh, you know he was counseling me and I was in I was in I had him five days a week for almost five years uh, about five hours a day for almost five years and I was in other therapy and I was going to Agape and I had made friends with Michael Beckwith and uh, and I was still suicidal and fucked up you know, and I had, you know, I, I would have sex with three different women a day and, and just, and then that would create all kinds of havoc, which was a full-time job to mm. sort through all the bullshit of that, you know? And then, so I was drinking, doing that, doing cocaine, just bad stuff, yeah? So anywho, the, uh, I went on a vacation to, to, uh, the Philippines and you know a woman who was a super super sweet lady who was a a friend of a friend of Jeff's uh, saw me there and convinced me to go and do plant medicine because she was afraid I was going to kill myself which I was I had tried to kill myself twice before but I was really seriously plotting my demise yeah so I went and I I did this this medicine and that was on July 4th of 2014, the day that I, that I the night that I mm. had my journey. And I went to the moon on this medicine and the moon types, it doesn't talk. And, uh, and it typed out this whole thing for me. And then it showed me a video of me you know, being molested as a child by my grandfather. And it explained everything to me, why, why I didn't trust men and why I was so fucking, you know, crazy sexually and and why i hated everybody why i hate him and so just explain everything and and so as crazy as this and unbelievable as this sounds the next day i was a different cat and it was just like i don't know hot and cold faucet like one's on and one's off. i was a different different human and it told me that week i did the medicine three times and it told me to to, I, I, was, I was going to open up a string of strip clubs uh, called the Cockpit. And, and Which these, is genius, by the way. What's, what's <laughs> I don't want to keep telling people because somebody's going to do it. <laughs> Honestly, but I had figured out this thing and, and it was a perfect retirement for me because there would be, you know, cocaine and the ability to mm. abuse women and women who liked abuse. And it was just like perfect for me. And, uh, and the moon said I couldn't do that and that I was supposed to buy a place and and do what it did for me, for other people, which was it, sh it showed me who I was, you know, it merged me back with my soul and it healed my heart. And I even said to them, I said, are you fucking kidding me? Of all the people that you would ever pick to do something fucking mm -hmm. like this, you pick a cuckoo bird like this to do this kind of fucking shit, you know? And she was like, no, this is, what that everything you went through was so that this could happen and it was all this thing and all this shit and so within two months i bought this place so within two months i scrapped my plans of doing that in october uh july august 
four months, about three and a half months, I bought this, and then I closed on it in December of that year. So I signed an agreement in October, and I looked for a month for different places. She, in Journey, she told me which place to buy, what to pay for, crazy shit. Like exact number? Exactly, the number, exactly. And the thing is, it was a third of what it was listed for. No was, way. No shit, and I was like, look, I got some balls, but I don't know if I could do that to someone, you know? and, and they took it, crazy yeah. shit. And, and this uh, is, so this was existed before? Uh-huh, this okay. was a, flex space for the Marriott over okay. here, you know? And, uh, and yeah, so I bought it and then it took us a year to get licensed. And now, you know, we're almost at 5,000 people that have been through here, you know? And and they all have the same thing happen to them. And it's, uh, it's an experience, I think, beyond compare from what people tell us by the time they're done. You know, Wednesday, Thursday are rough days, but 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 by the time they're done, they just, you guys see how people leave this one's crazy, you know? I mean, we saw them last, last night. Yeah, it was so insane. starting to happen, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. it was so beautiful. Yeah. And you guys, like, I'm so, I feel so blessed to have you. You're oh, so beautiful, oh. such beautiful oh, ladies. Yeah. Thank you. And together, oh. you're together people. Yeah, yeah. I like it, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, when you, when you kind of recount, you know, who you were before, like, how do you feel about that person? Yeah. So yeah. sad for him. So I still sad. feel so sad, you know, mm. that, and that's what drives me because mm. there's such pain in the, in the world. There's so much pain and, and, and there doesn't have to be. This is the, the craziest thing is that there doesn't have to be the level of pain that's out there in, the, in these people, you know, that are, I call them the living dead or the walking dead, that they're just fucking barely hanging on and, and they're not people that were as fucked up as me i'm talking about middle of the road fucked up they're like have a job hate their job hate their wife hate their husband stuck with kids they feel trapped in death and they're looking for all kinds of external shit to make it go away and and it doesn't have to be that way nothing has to be that way it doesn't life is a whole different thing yeah and, and it's all these constructs that were made that people just don't get that they're they're put in you have the you have the split and then you have the conditioning right so the conditioning of you got to have this job and you got to do this you got to do that and there's all this fucking shit and none of it's true walk naked through the woods that's fucking true mm -hmm. that's real you know what I mean? mm -hmm. like you know when you were breaking so was it like your process was it breaking down your constructs and then like societal because you were i mean if you were that rich you were part of a lot of constructs yeah, related in, to like in the system yeah in yeah. the system so was it like you broke down yourself and then those systems broke down and you realized what yeah. they actually were well no when i when i merged with mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. i immediately saw like uh at one point i had a i had I had a bunch of shit. I had like 20 some odd cars, exotic cars, and two planes, and six houses, all kinds of bullshit, yeah. And right now, today, this is all that I have. Uh -huh. I have this, I have one car in the United States, and I have a car here, and that's, that's what wow. I got. And I live in this. How good is this? Yeah, fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> I, I really? and, and the thing is this, though, that, that it's not so much those things. Uh, because I'm sure at some point in my life I'm going to have some 
something they can have, a home or something, you know. Uh, but it's not so much that. It's, it's the acquisition of more of it. That, so like, uh, you guys come from successful families, right? And, and you know, the, the quest for the acquisition of more to fill up a hole that you can't fill up with more is a fucking, mm. it's a, just a, it's a, a circular reference. It just keeps going. And, and if you don't change, you see old men, and all, you know, older families, right? Guys in their 80s that are still, they have a billion dollars and they're still fucking trying to get more. And they missed the whole thing. That, that it's not about any of that, you know? Yeah. It's interesting because, like, I think kids are so perceptive, too. Like, you say, like, you come from successful families, and my initial thing is, like, uh, financially, yeah, yes. I'm very privileged, but it's, like, there was not a lot of, you know, my dad hates his job. He's I'm miserable. Sure. So it felt like, you know, it wasn't full for me. I didn't really feel no. like, wow, I have so many things and I'm so Oh, lucky. no, no, no. You know? No, it's kids like, are too smart. Mm -hmm. it's so, it's yeah. so it's funny, not funny, it's just like interesting, especially like as we're journeying and we're connecting with that, you know, that five-year-old Lindsay. Yeah. And she gives you that look and yeah. like you feel what she oh, was, beautiful. you know what I mean, what she yeah. was feeling. Yeah. And it, it was never about, oh, I can have, go pick out a toy. Here's your toy. Yeah, like, it never made you know, I understand you mean? so so, so well, and you're so beautiful. Like you guys are breaking my heart right now. Mm. Both of you are so beautiful. No, and I mean that. You know, mm. you know, for real, in the in the in the most yeah. legitimate way. And and I have to tell you, like to that point, mm. you're in your thirties. Yeah. Uh huh. When you speak to, and I call them kids, kids now, 16, 17, 18, 19, they're on a whole different tip. They're, they're light years ahead of when I was that age. Uh-huh. When I was that age, it was about how many people can I have sex with? How many cars can I, what, like, what job and money and fuck and da-da-da-da, right? And these kids are about something has shifted. They, they've seen that it doesn't work. Mm. Uh-huh. Like, they've seen that it doesn't, they've lived this where... My parents were okay financially, but they hated what they were doing. They didn't like each other. Mm -hmm. They didn't like us. They didn't like, it didn't fucking, the experiment didn't work. So people are smart. We're so mm -hmm. adaptive, right? Mm -hmm. So we're smart and we're saying, well, that didn't work. So what What else is there? You know? What else? It's interesting too. So it's, uh, you know, we're probably one of the, some of the younger ones here. Uh -huh. So most of the people Some are. Weeks. Some weeks. Are there? Uh -huh. Yeah, because like I, I thought there would be a demographic, but there's not. There's it's not a demo, but most all. weeks I have some 18 and 19 year olds and some 80 year olds. Really? Like most weeks. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so it seems like a lot of people that, that are in our group that are older around their 50s and 60s are working through like a lot of what you're working through. So yeah. their healing is like yes. yeah. so intense. So for the younger ones that have grown up with the awareness and the knowing, and what, is their healing different? Like, what is their healing well, like? Well, here's the interesting thing, yeah. So so if you believe this thing with the moon, and I do because I was there for it, that it said that everybody is split. 
So it's part of the human design to split. And that's the hero's journey is the forgetting, the splitting, the remembering, and the remerging. Splitting that's of your the, soul. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, I really, and I see it, and I see it every week, and I see it, I see it from both sides, you know. And, and even the young kids are carrying so much from the split. You know, the difference with people my age is that they really have separated from themselves because mm -hmm. they keep going further and further, you know. Uh, yeah, so everybody kind of has the same experience. And what I love about this place is, uh, is the diversity and then the commonality. So there's this huge, this guy's a fucking mortgage banker and this guy's uh, uh, a financial guy and this guy's a carpenter and this woman is a nurse and this woman's homeless and this woman has this. And then at the end of the thing, everybody is exactly the same uh, and realize that they're the same the whole time. You know, beautiful, beautiful. But being a human, like I say this to people, I say I don't care how, how many years you've been at it, have a couple years of dessert where you really appreciate the person that you're looking at and you really appreciate this gift of this, of life. Like it's a fucking amazing gift. And if you miss that, ah, oh, fuck, you're the, uh, you know, on the medicine you get to see retching. And I talk about this a lot. And, and in, until you see it, you, you have a, a, a mental construct or a mental understanding of it. But until you see someone wretch, and wretch is, is the outward expression of regret for having not lived. Uh -huh. And when they, when they wretch in the, in the astrals, when you're over there, and tonight you guys will be over there, because uh, tonight's a mm -hmm. heavy duty night, but when you get over there and you see retching, you realize that's one thing you do not want in your life. That, like, I don't want to go, I don't want my soul to go and for my persona to wretch because... To regret not having lived, right? Yeah, to, to, to really, and the thing is, uh, I actually feel that the wealthy, that it's stacked against the wealthy. See, in Earth view, it's stacked for the wealthy, but it's not. It's stacked against so, because the temptation to not live a real life is always there. Uh -huh. to, if, I'm, if I'm a person who uh, can have sex with anybody because of money, then that seems like a quick escape mm -hmm. rather than walking in the woods and getting to me uh -huh, or walking on the beach and getting to me. If I'm a woman and I have everything at my disposal, uh-huh, Rather than being alone and doing the work, there's too many easier things. I can shop, I can do this, I can go to here, I can do that. Uh -huh. So it's actually stacked against the wealthy. And that's why uh, everybody says, oh, uh, you know, fuck the rich. You know what, I'm gonna tell you, they need it more than the poor. It's, uh, and I don't wanna come off yeah, like yeah. that, but I can tell you there's a lot of places, Costa Rica being one, where People are more connected with nature. They're more connected with their families. They're more connected with their elderly. Mm -hmm. and, and they're living a life that's much fuller. I'm gonna tell you something. The average wage here is $867 a month in Costa Rica. We pay 
almost three times that. We pay three times what they what they normally make. Mm. Uh huh. But I will take those people. By and large, that's why this is a blue zone. That's why they live. They live into hundreds. And I had a secretary. Her grandfather turned 107, and it wasn't shocking. Like here, 107. God, if you know someone in California, 107, they'll close down the 405 for them. <laughs> here, it's just a very common thing because they're connected. Uh huh. They get this connection, and the thing that the plant medicine forces you to do is go back to your nature. So you go back to your nature and all the other f- f- shit falls off and you get back to who you are. And you know what? From there, you realize, you know, you realize your own beauty. You realize your own divinity. You realize your own connection to all fucking things. And you realize that this is a gift. It really is a gift. And, and boy, if you walk through life like that, everybody gets nicer. Like, it's just the way it is. Everybody mm-hmm. gets nice. It's like, oh, my God, you know, like, uh, like you see it, you know? Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm bent on, on making sure that everybody I meet, I want to give them at least a chance. One day, you know, when I watch my dad die, if he had one day of understanding of it, his life would have been worth living one fucking day, uh huh, and and so many people just need that day, you know, just a day to to realize it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen like the the value of the ceremony itself, just God, ceremony yeah. in life. I yeah. think that's why like places like this, you know, they do live. People in Costa Rica and and elsewhere live in ceremony. Yes. So much of the time, yeah. And we just lose that. So, so to that, you're so right, and I got, can I come in on that? Yeah. Uh-huh. So listen to this. If, if you can get uh, to a point where you can look at this reality, that everything in your life is going to be fucking taken from you, everything you know, everything you love, everything that you care about is going to be ripped from you. Ripped. Uh-huh. And, and if you're like me, some of it's already been taken from you. So that's what the thing is. That makes... Every second, uh huh, precious. In every scene, your altar. And the thing is, these people know this. That that this is your altar. So everything is a ceremony. Me looking into your beautiful eyes is a ceremony. Us sitting here together at this time is a ceremony. And there's love and connectivity in it. But it's the same thing when you're driving down the 405 or whatever roads in Cincinnati mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you know, when you're driving there, it's still a ceremony, yeah. right? I love that. Yeah. I want to tell the girls a little bit about, so we've talked about this in your um, classes together, but the things that happen most regularly during ceremonies uh-huh. for people. Yeah. So like the surgeries, yes. the death and rebirth, yeah. and then remerging with your soul. Uh-huh. Can we talk about this? Sure. So this, this, in the in the wrong context will make people think we're absolutely crazy. Uh-huh. We talk about but, aliens a lot. But, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, good we're good, like good. alien heavy. So I love that. Uh, I love that. I love them so much. I love them too. They're so sweet yeah, to us. I know. Some are. I love some her. are some are and some are. Uh, yeah. So so seventy three point eight some percent I'm a fanatic over data. Uh-huh. Cause cause 
what's happening and what your memory remembers happening are two different things. So we collect data to see the real truth of what was going on. So, so call it 74%, 74 out of 100 people. Well, once they're remerged, we'll have celestial or sacred surgery. And, and these surgeries are done predominantly by three types of beings, yeah? By this, it's a mechanical praying mantis is one. And then the small silvers, they're small grays, but they're actually silver. And then the minion types, uh-huh. And that's, now there's, there's probably 10% of all different other snakes that will do all kinds of stuff. But 90% uh, of them fall into these three categories, sometimes all three at once and crazy, crazy stuff. And the healings that people receive during these surgeries are real. And the way that it was explained to us is that when you're remerged, See, your, your mechanics are set up to heal you without anything. So no pharmaceutical company, no nothing, just fruits and vegetables. Your mechanics are set up to heal you. You're a self-healing mechanism. It's crazy shit. It's the real truth. You're, you were designed to heal yourself. Uh, it's, it's cooked into the design. Uh -huh. So, but sometimes from our split and our separation from ourselves, we self-harm in a real big way. So if you were to take a mother uh, cow from its calf, uh -huh, and that's what you're doing when you split, same thing. And the yearning is always there. And yearning turns into dis-ease. Uh -huh, just the way shit works. Yeah. So sometimes we're a little fucked up from the trip. Uh -huh. So the medicine has to come in in the form of this sacred and celestial surgery and to, to kickstart the process through an immediate or rapid healing. Uh, and it usually starts out as a, as a numbness in your, your mouth and your face. And it's so consistent how this stuff starts. And then uh, from there, you get asked if, if, if I can go in you. You know, I mean, the, 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 whatever it is will say, can I come in you because mm -hmm. it needs, you're, you're okay, you know. Mm -hmm. And then you say yes, and then it starts moving shit around, and crazy stuff happens here. Yeah, yeah the one guy's with the infection in his face uh -huh. that talked at our group. So he had an infection on the side of his face, and he also has an eye problem. So uh -huh. the infection was causing the eye problem. And the silvers came, and, uh -huh. you know, they were like, can we, op they came in front of him, and they said, can we operate on you? And they were cleaning out his face. They had like little scrubbers and they were cleaning <laughs> out the good. infection on the side of his face. And he said it was burning. You could feel it going away. And then after that, they left and the praying mantis came and said, can I take a look at what's going on? And he looked at his eye and he's like, I think I need backup. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Though? And that happens. It's not a, that's he, not a one-off. Mm -hmm. That's a, something that occurs. Crazy. He had to consult another celestial being. <laughs> and then he came back and said, okay, we could do this and started working on his eye. And the guy feels amazing. And That's how stuff works. No. Yeah. But uh, another thing that happens too is that, uh, that right like where the bathrooms are in the Maloka up there, that a spaceship will come down and the people will go in it and it'll run a diagnostic test. Really? And we have so many people that get diagnostics and they're like, no. You're okay. No, you need a uh, something in your ear. Yeah. No, you have something in your toe. Like wow. crazy shit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And tonight's the night. Yeah. So tonight we drink yeah hey. Yeah. Which What's is, the difference? Well, uh, 
the simplest way is it's like uh, it's all ayahuasca yeah? and most of it though is made from dried plants yeah hay is made from plants that haven't fully dried yet so it's it's a more earthy uh, taste you know and feeling <laughs> sludgy <laughs> yeah muddy and, and some sticks in there it's crazy yeah so what's so the mer- so that's the surgeries and then the merging with the soul uh-huh. so what happens when someone merges with their soul so so we believe it's our belief uh-huh. it's not even our belief because that sounds weak it's like we believe that we know that people split from their souls and and that the medicine will first make sure that you understand who you are uh-huh, before it will allow your soul to come back because your soul wants to come into you. Your soul, it's still in your aura, but it wants to come into you, to your being. Uh-huh. And so it's, di- it's waiting, dying to do it. Uh-huh. And then when we see it, oh my God, I become this. Mm. I become lazy or greedy or insensitive or whatever the thing is like. And all of a sudden the soul says, okay, now I can come back in. And when that happens, all the time that you've lost since the split is given back to you. So it's a, it's a, an exuberant joy that, that comes over you. And that's the first bump of that. Uh, this incredible joy that it's like coming back home you know like to your mother to like coming home and uh, and then it'll right after that it'll heal your heart because because when you left you broke your heart uh-huh when not not when your dad did this to you when you left you you broke your own heart you know the circumstance was my dad my uncle my mom my neighbor whatever the fuck but the hurt was you leaving you. It's that's the unforgivable thing, man, that you left yourself. And so that that broken heart, because it gets healed, and then the forgiveness automatically occurs. Yeah, with that. Mm. Uh, so so it's a protective mechanism when it splits. Absolutely. And then mm-hmm. usually people's souls emerge when they die, or well, after death. This, this, if, if they didn't do ayahuasca. This process but yeah. it can happen anywhere oh yeah so it can happen in a kundalini opening can happen whenever what what is interesting to me is it's it tracks almost identically with ndes so so the death process mm-hmm. usually is a review uh-huh, a retching and then a forgiveness and then the soul merge so it's the it's you're just beating it to the punch a little, yeah. you know. That's yeah. like it's a it's a shortcut. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Interesting stuff. Yeah. So I I know you mentioned that you ended up doing how many ayahuasca training? Two twenty eight, I think, is tonight. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So so through how many of those were you talking, continuing your conversation with the moon to kind of like. Well, the first the first forty some were with the moon each time. I get the moon once out of twenty times now, mm-hmm. and the rest of it, you know, I have to tell you, the rest of it, uh, people say, "Are you doing this? You know, do you do it because each group wants you to do it?" Yeah, but look, at I'm a work in progress. I I need, you know, there's never enough 
for, for me to do. And it's not an addictive thing. It's like, I have to tell you what, every, on Monday, I started worrying about tonight. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, I'm going to be shitting and fucking puking and <laughs> maybe yelling and like yeah. acting a fool and going through such pain. You know what though? It regulates my life and it allows me to clean the energy from the week before because there's a lot of transference of energy. So the thing is this is that I used to have sex with everybody and transfer less energy than I transfer here because there's this closeness when people are in a, a precarious spot in their, their, there's projection and then acceptance and then imprinting and all these different things. So you're, so it allows me to, to, to clean and to do this again next week and the week after and the week after there's a, uh, it's a lot, a lot of work this, this thing is, you know? And so it helps me with that. And, and I'm a work in progress as everybody, same, same thing. We're all walking each other home, right? So this is just a part of it for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. What's some of your favorite things? Um, last question for me. What are some of your favorite things Miss Moon has taught you? Uh, I think to be more authentic. Like uh, I always wanted to be this... Casanova, business guy, loudmouth, look at me. And, and that wasn't even remotely who I was. I was this other, softer, just a, something so different from that. And so like the, the me getting back to, to me, the me that loved people, like I, that feeling of loving people is a great, feeling it it's a good it's a nice feeling and for her to give me that is a huge thing for me you know and that that I was gonna die a very old mad sad hateful thing so like that getting my life back is the gift of that for me yeah you uh, said in our session that she said i don't know if you said like what's the key to life or just yeah. like something like that but she said truth, truth like a bunch of times and then said authenticity at the end yeah. which is go. so poignant and just yeah. yeah that's something that we've been really working on this year is like being more truthful in all senses yeah. like even it's when hard. it's hard yeah, yeah. Even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's hard, just being truthful and just clearing your conscience enough so that your truth is like is good. Uh huh. You know, so and that you can. Who's it hardest to be truthful with? Yourself. Like the real fucking thing. Yeah. You know, the real thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. For um, someone who is curious about uh -huh. ayahuasca or you know thinking about doing it or. Also for those that are like, what the fuck? I know. Yeah. Like taboo, you know, because, you know, we're, we're unafraid to have these conversations. Like, you know, we're, and we, and we want to like give our, our community just all the things. We want the them truth. to have yeah. the truth yeah. and to, sure. to have the opportunity to, you know, experience as much as possible. So what would you say? someone who's a little bit skeptical and then what would you say to someone who's curious so my thing is this is that 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 when your soul is ready uh-huh you'll hear this 
and you'll immediately, it'll immediately hook you. When your soul's not ready, it's gonna say, that's drugs, it's crazy, stay away from it, and you're supposed to. If, if, you're, if your reaction is stay away from it, it's because there's more work, pre-split work to do before. Mm. And so, so when you hear it and you go, uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a snake where you're like, I don't want to, can I touch that? I, <laughs> I, I, when you have that reaction that you're like, yeah. it's pulling, it's time. Yeah. So you can have fear, but if your interest is peaked, it's calling you. Yeah. And when it calls you, it's because you're ready, because you didn't. Some people still need, they need more time to be split. There are people that are, that are 13 and want to merge back. Uh-huh. There are people that are 30 that want to merge back. There are people that are, there are people that are 80 and it's still not time. So, so you'll know it by the, not by your fear, by your interest. So if it's fucking interesting to you, it's, then it's calling, it's time, you know, it's mm. time to come to it, yeah. And, and if you are gonna come to it, I'm gonna tell you, people talk about set and setting, and it, it, it's so much more important than anybody gives it, it gives it credit for. So like, the, the one dude I was having breakfast with today, I forget his name, he's a, a nice, a nice kid, uh, maybe he's your guy's age, mm -hmm. and he was sitting across from me and he said, you know, he did it in, in Peru and then in upstate New York, and he said, it's not the difference of seven and nine, it's the difference of one and a thousand. Like, doing it here where you're held, where, where everybody truly cares, where money is not a motivator, where, where this, there's people that are just tuned into your mission, where there's a program of holding because, see, your light body expands so much on medicine, it can really fuck you up. You can like get, what the fuck happened? What was that I saw and have, if there's no pre-context, if you don't have the, the stuff to lay down, this is what's gonna happen and this is, you can, it can confuse this. I know people that for eight months are fucked up to beat the band because they, they and nothing against the Amazon, it's a great place to do medicine, but they're speaking a language you don't know. Yeah. And, and then it's even worse, the guy goes to the Amazon two times and now he's serving medicine in Poughkeepsie, New York. That's like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, I'm saying that's yeah, yeah, a common yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's more of an L.A. thing, actually, yeah. than yeah. New York and L.A. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. I was thinking about because we've been invited to do it in like Beverly Hills at like a house uh -huh. or something, and we never wanted to. But I didn't realize till I was here how important the environment uh -huh. is. Because I don't. I have a. I guess I realized too. I have a problem feeling safe. I have yeah, a problem sure. trusting. Yeah. So like to be with people that I'm just meeting is even hard to let go and feel yeah. safe and comfortable. So having the four days is important, but also like if I was in Beverly Hills for a night with strangers, like there's no way it would actually be traumatizing to It'd me. It'd be hard. Hard. Yeah. You know, so it is so important that we're here and the staff has been amazing. And yeah, the classes are so important. It's so important part of it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really beautiful. So we're so grateful. Yeah. yeah. It's been so good. Yeah, this we're so, so happy good. that you're here. Yeah. You know what, things? You're sweet ladies. You're really sweet Aww. ladies. Yeah, for real. Thanks. For real. Yeah. All right. Um, just real quick, if people want to learn more about Rhythmia, uh -huh. uh, where can they go? 
they can go to www.rhythmian.com or they can call the phone number if they want. It's 1-866-936-9446. Uh -huh. and, and listen, like the, the thing there too is that uh, uh, sometimes people say, well, it's expensive or, or this or that. And, and, and the truth of the matter, the real truth, is that uh, we're so upside down on this project financially that there's no way that we could ever be accused of doing it for money. It'll be years before we ever get our money back. And, and to do this the way that we're, we do it, it just costs that much money because there's so many, there's a cast of, there's a cast of 120 so involved, you know, to, to make this happen, you know, that, that uh, our ceremonies are so heavily supported Everything from the food, like if this, is a, this is a big thing to pull off, and yeah. it takes a, I think, you can go and do medicine on someone's couch for $250 a night in L.A., and, and I guess as opposed to not doing any medicine, it's better, but it's not the place where you're going to get, you're not going to have the result. So if you're doing it for an experience that's different, if you're doing it for a result, God, please come here. Mm -hmm. Like we ask that people come here. You know? Yeah, people have really been seeing results and coming in yeah, with that. It's been beautiful. I'm good. It's been good. beautiful. And then Shit the Moon said. Yeah. And then book, Mrs. Moon's the Medicine moon on YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I can't wait to talk to you guys about this more. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next time. Yeah, we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. The best. Thank you. you crushed. Was that good? Jerry. Jerry. Thank you, you guys mean? so much. Thank you, Rhythmia. Thank you to Brooke and Meg and the whole team there. Um, you guys are going to hear a lot more about our experience there. So stay tuned. We will be sharing our solo episodes, as Lindsay said, and then one with um, the doctor on site, Dr. Jeff. And then we're going to do a special uh, breathwork session. So mm -hmm. looking forward to sharing more. You can go to almost30podcast.com and there is a link in the show notes for this episode and for every episode that's related to our ayahuasca experience that will take you straight to Rhythmia. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Review of the week. You have been so generous in writing about the show and it means the world to us when you go onto iTunes and rate and review. Yeah. Thanks 2K fam. You guys have been emailing and sending this. Mm -hmm. um, this is from A B C D E F G H I T Y I I. That's thank all you, I need. Thank you so you much. Win. <laughs> You're a beautiful, special person. Five stars. This is by far my favorite podcast. I could not get enough. Just, just listening to the hosts talk to each other before they introduce their guests is so entertaining and enjoyable. Everyone they bring on is amazing and inspirational. I've actually listened to some episodes multiple times and I've gotten more out of it each time. Keep it up, babes. I love it. Thank you. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, T, Y, Y, Y. Love you so much. Thank I you guys. I want that to be my Instagram handle. Same. I know. Since Krista <laughs> won't give up her freaking handle. Um, thank you guys so much. The reviews help us bring on amazing guests. Help us bring this great free content to you every week. Um, it means so much. So if you have not, please push play, push pause right now. Write a quick review 
and we appreciate it. We'll see you on tour, Mm -hmm. yourpodcastpro.com for anything related to podcasting or starting a podcast and ambassador program is live. So you can find more information on our website about the ambassador program and community events that are happening where you are. Yeah, there's about 70 of you out there now and yeah. we are overwhelmed. This is incredible. Let's keep it going. There, dude, it's the best. It's the best. Okay, we love you. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.